Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Verse 35 through 41, Mark chapter 4. It says, Hallelujah. I don't know what it says. Praise God. Praise God. I got glasses on, I can't see. Praise God. Hallelujah. On the same day, when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat the boat so that it was filling. I mean, people know that water should be outside the boat, not inside the boat. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they, <laughs> they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father, we thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Well, I want to start off tonight by telling you this. You know, it's good to know people that's been through some stuff. You know, it's one thing for you to stand in front of somebody and, and say, you know, that we always have the victory, we always ever come, and you haven't been through nothing. But see, in the same light, though, we look at people that go through stuff like something is wrong with them. You know, they looked at Jesus, they was like, he was hanging on the cross. They was like, you know, you be the son of God, bring yourself down. Call your angels. And you know, sometimes when we in a fire and we in a furnace and people who ain't in the fire, people who ain't in the furnace, people who ain't in the storm, look at us like something is wrong with us. Now notice I use the word us, you know, because I've been through a thing or two. You know, I'm like that farmer's, what's that farmer's insurance? We know a thing or two because we... Seen a thing or two. You know what I'm saying? We've been through a thing or two. You know, that's why I followed Pastor Daniel all the way from Hawaii over to Alaska. And people looked at me like I'm crazy when I showed them my Alaska driver's license. I mean, my Hawaii driver's license when I had it. And they go, you left Hawaii to come to Alaska? You know, because I was following somebody that has been through a thing or two. And I like to be with a fighter. I like to be with somebody that knows how to understand what it is to be in the midst of the fight, what it means to fight your way up and come out and raise his hands in victory. Hallelujah. I love that kind of thing. You are in a church that knows how to fight, baby. I want you to know if you're going through a storm, if you're going through a fight, 
You're in the right place tonight. I want to talk to you about the storm tonight. Because, you know, we're not one of those fair-weathered friend churches. We go through it with you, thick and thin. In the midst of the fire, in the midst of the flood, we will be there for you. My goodness. I know what it is to have your kids go crazy. Drive you crazy. They seem to be okay with it, but it drives you crazy. <laughs> Say all manner of things, act all any kind of way, and still, you go through it. And people look at you funny and stuff, but that's okay. You go through it. Jesus went through it, so you're going through it. I'm here to tell you tonight, you're in the right place if you're going through some trouble. You should be comfortable here. If, if, your, if your life is, is, is a little bit messed up, there's a little bit mess going on, there's some stuff that you don't want people to see, and some stuff that you're going through, you're in the right church. As a matter of fact, if you ain't going through nothing, if, if your life is all peachy and you don't need Jesus, you're in the wrong church. Because everybody here that I know have come here because they need Jesus. Whoa. Well, you know, I'm the guest evangelist tonight, you know. Pastor Daniel is the, the head pastor, so. And he told me to preach tonight, so if you got any complaints, you can take it up with him. Praise God. Said, why you let that crazy black man preach in your church while you was gone, I don't know. <laughs> there are different kinds of storms, different degrees of storms. Storms are rated by, by now once the storms are rated by the destructive force in which they come. The greater the destructive force of the storm, the greater it's rated. You know, you might be in a hurricane-type storm right now. And that's a terrible, there are all kinds of storms. There's wind storms, there's hail storms, there's sand storms, there's dust storms. You know, in, in, in Hawaii, we had, we had funky kind of winds that came from different places, like we had Kona winds. Now, the thing about Kona winds, if you know anything about Hawaii, Kona's on the big island, and the Kona winds will bring the volcano ash to the rest of the islands, when the wind blows the right way, we call them Kona winds, and you can't see anything, and the wind might be, not be, very, might be blowing very fast, but it's coming from a weird direction, and it's bringing this ash that you cannot see, and all of a sudden you're coughing. If you got respiratory issues, they're going to show up, and you, you, start to, you see this haze off in the distance, and you start to realize that you're in a Kona wind. Some storms are not exactly violent, but they're, they're, they're distinctive, they come from a strange direction, and they cause irritation. So there's all varying kinds of storms. Um, I looked at a dictionary for the definition of a storm, and it says a disturbance of the normal condition of the atmosphere. A disturbance of the normal condition of the atmosphere manifesting itself by winds or unusual force or direction often accompanied by rain, snow, hail, thunder, and lightning, or flying sand and dust. Whoa. Another definition is a violent disturbance of affairs as a civil, political, social, or domestic commotion. Now you know that our country is in a storm right now. You can't hardly turn on the TV and not hear people fighting about something. It's crazy. Before the news used to be the news, now it's like full contact 
you know, W MMA or some crazy stuff like that, you know. Another definition is to rage or complain with violence and fury. And that's what I see today. People are raging with violence and fury. It's amazing. Hallelujah. My definition of a storm is an abnormal and violent event in one's life. An abnormal and violent event in one's life. I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you. That's okay. That's my grandson. My, my oldest grandson, Deondon. Deondon Lemoyne. I don't know if you know this, my first name is Lemoyne. So he's kind of like, you know, a little bit named after me. My first name is his middle name. Praise God. I can sit here and talk all day about my grandkids. Okay, I, you know my kids got issues, but ain't nothing wrong with my grandkids. Okay. <laughs> <gasps> Dion over there is my, my oldest grandchild. I mean my oldest child. Okay, and she's, she's awesome. Praise God. Hallelujah. And she's, because you know what? She's raising six of my grandchildren who are perfect. Praise the Lord. So, hallelujah. She must be good. Let me talk about the two different kinds of storms. There is a physical storm that comes in this world. You know, you get, a, you get advanced normal. Uh, uh, normally, you get an advanced um, warning about the storm that's coming. And they go, oh, there's going to be high winds, there's going to be this, there's going to be that. And you get a warning. That's a physical storm that's coming. And there's certain precautions you, you can take to save your life or to minimize damage to, your, to the things that you own and you have if you pay attention. You know, if you board things up. I've been in a, I've been in a hurricane. You know, Aniki hit, hit our island and, and tore the place up. Like it was crazy. And we boarded every window but, but one. And guess which window got knocked out? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was way up on the house. We couldn't get to it. But I guess the neighbor's roof could and went right through it. Oh, yeah. And awesome. Praise God. We had a nice wet house. But anyway, we got through that storm. And then there's spiritual storms. Okay, and you won't find a place in the Bible where you actually see a spiritual storm per se. And you might look at this storm that Jesus is taking the disciples over to the other side. You might look, that's a physical storm. But let me bring to your attention where they were going. They were going to the region of, of Gardenese or Gadanese, something like that, you know. And it's in Decapolis, an area of 10 series of 10 cities, and in that area, you know, there's a whole bunch of worldliness. That's why Jesus was going there. And the first person he ran into was the demoniac, the dude with the legion, who represented the spiritual um, climate of the region that he was in. And the main demonic entities that was in that area took up habitation in that man. Okay, and Jesus went in there and confronted him cast that demon out, they went into pigs, they ran off the place. That's where they were run to. That was the first place they were going when they said, let's go over to the other side. So the opposition to Jesus coming over to the other side was a storm. And I want to submit to you tonight that if you're in a storm, 
that the enemy is trying to oppose you from getting somewhere. I love Jesus. He, he, he never leaves us alone in a storm. Jesus says that in this world, you're going to have trouble. You in the world, you're going to have trouble. I don't know that people that live in rose gardens and, and, and things like that, you know, they live at Walgreens and everything is perfect and everything is fine. But you know what? It's not. I want you to know I don't care how much money you got. And where you live and how big your house is. And if you got a, a boat, a plane, an RV, an ATV, and a submarine, it makes no difference. You are not immune for trouble because trouble is not physical. It is spiritual. When Jesus said you shall have trouble, he was talking about the devil assaulting you. And as long as there's a devil, you're going to be assaulted. I don't care how much money you got. As a matter of fact, Jesus said about rich people, he said it was easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it was for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Whoa. And so when, when I see rich people, I don't never think that they don't need Jesus. And I always think they're on the same level as all of us. We all in the same boat, baby. We all need Jesus. Hallelujah. What you see with your eyes and what you hear with your ears will lie to you. Okay, and you might go just because a guy got a big house and and that's where you work, and that's where you clean, and that's who, who gives you your paycheck, that they don't need Jesus. But I want you to know they need Jesus worse than anybody else. Because it's hard for them to get saved. Okay. Jesus said this in John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In Matthew 16, 3, when talking to scribes and fairs, he said, he said, in the morning, today, if you, it will be stormy, for the sky is red. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. And as for us to look at the signs of times, we know that our time is short. We know that Jesus is coming soon. There's wars and rumors of wars and all kind of evil stuff. They are calling evil good and good evil. Like crazy, like never before. I thought I would never see the fulfillment of this verse, but I'm, I'm seeing it now. It's like on the news every day. You can't do good and not get called evil. All of a sudden, the most evil thing in the world is the church. The enemy of all mankind, especially is the evangelical, Bible-believing, spirit-filled, fire-baptized, church on fire for the Lord hallelujah full of love, mercy and compassion and we get lied about every day you in the storm whether you want to be or not it makes no difference you're going to have to deal with a storm every now and then in your life now when, when I read the text Jesus started off and said let's cross over to the other side and he already pronounced what he was going to do Going through a storm is normal. Staying in a storm is abnormal. Jesus said, we're going through to the other side. Doesn't matter what, what's between us and the other side, we are going to get there. And I don't care what's between you and your other side and where you're going, your victory 
Don't stay in the storm, but for heaven's sakes, keep moving. Keep going till you get to the other side. Standing in the middle of the storm, you know, of panicking. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Don't you care about us? My goodness. You got to know that you're going through a storm. I want you to know no matter where you're at tonight, that there's another side. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. God is on your side. He already done told you where you was going to end up. And if you're in this church and ain't got a prophetic word, just hang on for a minute. Praise God, because I tell you, it's coming. And you know, if you have a prophetic word in the word of God, that tells you you're more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. That greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. You have unlimited resource in Christ. Whew. I can't read my head. You know, the, the disciples followed Jesus into a boat and they sailed right into a storm. And in doing what God wants you to do and in trying to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish, if you're doing the right thing, you're going to run into a storm. Now, if Jesus had to go through a storm, we all have to go through storms too. It's just simple. But the thing is, is you got a key in on that word. Through. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to depend upon his word. Whoa. And when Jesus spoke, he gave the word. He says, we're going through to the other side. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Hallelujah. You have to interpret that. No. Hallelujah. They are very concerned fearful about what's going to happen to you. You might be in a position right now where you're very concerned about your uh, situation, about your circumstance, about your violent circumstance, about your violent situation, but I want you to know that you got a word from God. Hallelujah, it's in his word. Hallelujah, he's speaking to you now. And he's saying, you're going through. Don't be afraid. They woke Jesus up. I love that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I want you to know this, that Jesus knows everything. And they didn't have to wake him up so he could see the storm. That man was asleep. They said he had a pillow. Now, I don't know how you do that in a storm. And there's water coming in a boat. Okay. And I, I don't know how you do it, but he ain't got to explain everything to me. Because that would annoy the snot out of me. You know, bouncing up and down and winds blowing and noise. And then... If you sleep through all that, then you got some disciple coming waking you up. I just, I, I just can't get no sleep. <laughs> but they came and woke him up. You know, it's okay to call on the name of the Lord. For those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But there's something wrong if you're all scared and panicky and things like that. You know, and when you are, you should call on the name of Jesus. But I want you to know, he is never unaware of what you're going through. And he's always concerned about the wind 
and about the storm in your life. Always concerned. And just because he seems at peace, you know, he's more concerned about you than he is about the wind and the waves. That's all it is. He's like, the wind and the waves ain't no, ain't no problem. He says, I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Jesus bad to the bone. No matter what your storm is, God ain't nervous. He ain't upset. He ain't pacing around. Talking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Ah! He would say to you that, I got this. You might have to, it might take a minute or two, but I'm handling this. I'm going to get you through this. And what you need is not to do is to fear. You need to have a little faith. Oops, did I say that? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. He commanded the winds and the waves to cease, and they obeyed him. The storm that you're going through is subject to Jesus. 24 hours, I don't, I don't care what it is. It could be pain in your body. You know, it, it, it could be, you know, um, some, some ex of yours, ex-spouse, ex-other things <laughs> in your life. Hallelujah, that's knocking at your door. Some people got to deal with ex, you know, drugs and alcohol. And it's beating down your door and coming after you and stuff. I want you to know that Jesus is right there in the middle of your storm. So what do you do in a storm? I just want you to know this, that until Shiloh comes, until the Prince of Peace returns, we've got to realize that trouble is coming. In truth, you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or going into a storm. What? In this world, you shall have tribulation. That's my translation of it. You're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or going into a storm. So you have to be ready for the storm. How do you be ready for the storm? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And see, if you all la-di-da about life running around here, the, the devil's going to chomp on you and stuff. Well, let me translate that for you. If you're not in prayer, if you're not in the Word, if you're not coming to church, if, if you're not doing the things that make you strong, you're going to become prey for the devil. And you do not want to come pray. It's hard enough to fight the devil when you're strong. But you ain't got a chance in, you know, that other place. If you're, not, if you're not strong, if you're weak, man, he, you know, anybody that watched Discovery Channel knows that predators go after the weak ones and the sick ones and the old ones and the feeble ones. I want you to know when, when God delivered the children of Israel, the children of Israel out of the land of bondage, that not one left feeble, not one was sick, not one was weak. But they were able to walk. As a matter of fact, them people lived another 40 years, I don't care how old they were, and walked around in the desert. Shoot. You know, when God is in your life, you have the strength that you need. Another thing is, is Jesus gave his word. You can stand on his word. You can take that to the bank, baby. Hallelujah. That check is good. 
And Jesus wrote it against the time that you would have in trouble. He said, you can be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. I've overcome your storm. Your storm's already been defeated. Your storm has already been beat up. Your storm is already subject to me at the time where I choose to say, peace, be still. God will deliver you. He's never late and he's never early. He's always right on time. And he means for you to win. He means for you to overcome. And what you think overcoming is and what he thinks overcoming is may be two different things. Maybe you think overcoming is not having a problem. But maybe he thinks overcoming is holding on to your faith in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your situation. He told his disciples, how come you have such little faith in your storm? You all jacked up. I already told you he was going to the other side. If you focus in on a storm, it will lie to you. The storm speaks. The storm says you're not going to make it. The storm says you're not more than a conqueror. The storm says that you're going down and not up. But what about Jesus? What did Jesus tell you? Skip what the storm told you. You have to learn. And I know the, the wind is boisterous and the waves are big. And I know they're all scary. But the only being that you should ever be fearful of is the one who can, who can destroy the, the soul along with the body. And that's Jesus is on your boat. He's on your side. He is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. He's always in a storm with you. My goodness. <laughs> ah, that is good news. Hallelujah. Let us cross over to the other side. You must stand on God's word. He said it. You must believe it. He said it, and you must have faith in him. God is not a liar. He cannot lie. Now, I just threw this one in for extra. Not only Jesus, but you know, Jesus said greater works than need to do. Some of y'all are ducking from the storm. Some of y'all are running from the storm. Some of y'all are trying to wake the storm out. But Jesus got up and spoke to the storm. Instead of trying to act like the storm ain't there, maybe you need to open your mouth and say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into sea. Hallelujah. Whoa. We used to have this saying. Say to the mountain, to the mountain, say to the mountain, move. Say to the mountain, to the mountain, say to the mountain, move. Speak to the mountain, to the mountain, speak to the mountain, move. Speak to the mountain, to the mountain, speak to the mountain, move. God gave you a mouth so you can use it. And he said, if you speak to it, you know, David wasn't silent before Goliath, sitting there twirling this little rock. But he, he responded, hallelujah, to the accusation of the enemy. Hallelujah. And he spoke the word of the Lord over that devil. You know how it was the, you know how it was the word of the Lord? Because what came to happen? What David said or what Goliath said? What David said. The lion was dumb. The, 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 the giant was dumbfounded. How'd you do that? How'd you kill me? You know, I'm a man of God. I've been in prayer. I've been talking to God. I've been watching over his sheep. I've been doing what he told me to do. 
you know. I was, I'm out there, and the bear came, and the lion came, and I took him out and stuff. And this uncircumcised, this situation, that's why I like people who've been through some stuff. Who've overcome some stuff. Because they know how to fight. I don't care what they look like. They might look like some little twig, some little light, little lightweight. And you know, and you might, it might be green and giant in front of you. Hallelujah. But still, hallelujah, if you stand, not in your own might, but in the power of the Lord, you can do great and mighty things. People who know their God, who are habitually in prayer and in the reading of God's word and in the congregation of his people, do great exploits because they know God. I want you to know that God is in the word, but he won't reveal what that word is just through you, through your reading. You have to experience the word. And you can't experience the volume of the book staying at home looking at television. You got to come to church. You got to be in the church. You got to meet some people who are going through some storms. You got to be around people that got problems, circumstances, situations that's even beyond your problems, circumstances, situations, so that you can learn how to operate in a storm. Whew. Oh, yeah. Jehoshaphat exclaims in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, Hear me, O Judah, and you, inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Don't just be believers. Don't just be, excuse me, don't just be followers. And don't just be churchgoers, hallelujah, but be believers. People who have faith in God and believe his word and take him at his word. Be that. And so when something that's against his word come up to you and try to enter your mind and get into your heart, you can grab it captive and make it obedient to the word of God, make it obedient to Christ. He's the living word. He's the word made flesh and dwells among us. Hallelujah. Finally, I want to close with this. Do not fear the storm or let the storm cause you to fear. I'm going to say that again. Do not fear the storm or let the storm cause you to fear. Let your faith overcome your fear. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. When you are afraid of something, when it's not the fear of the Lord, it's some other kind of fear, the fear of or some event that could happen, you know, that you, you know, a meteor could come through outer space now and, and, and strike this church and, and wipe us all out. And you could be afraid of that if you want to. Or you could stand in the word of God. Hallelujah. That already promised you. If you ain't preached everywhere God told you you was gonna preach, if you ain't went, you don't own everything God told you you was gonna own, then it ain't your time yet. And if it's and if we all have unfulfilled prophetic words of our life, that meter can hit here, tear this whole building up, and not touch not one of us. I got one amen. Y'all crazy. Because <laughs> I'd have jumped all over that. 
Hallelujah. I want you to notice. I got a few more scriptures for you, but you have to stay the course. When God puts you on a course, just because there's storms between you and the destination doesn't mean that God's not still with you. He will fulfill his word. You need to do your job. You don't need to get a lifeboat and jump overboard. Hallelujah. You don't need to try to swim back to shore. You need to stay on the boat with Jesus and go through to the other side. Don't think. Don't lie to yourself. He never promised you a rose garden. He, he told you what was going to happen. You're going to have trouble. Some people come thinking like, if I, if I was really in the will of God, I wouldn't have trouble. Look, Jesus was in the will of God, and he was in a storm. You're not exempt from storms, but, but Jesus will get you through your storm. Your storm is not there to destroy you. Your storm is a test of your faith. If you're going to stand with God or not, y'all crazy. I read the Bible. You know, Peter was, was, was denied Christ three times before the cock crowed. Okay, his, his storm that he was in, the threat of death on his life, and he just gave Christ up. He folded like a $3 bill. It's fake. It's not real. <laughs> but he folded. But it was an example for him. You're going to reach your destination. Let me tell you what your ultimate destination is. Your ultimate destination is heaven. You're going through and you're going to make it. So help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're around victorious people, people who know how to fight in the storm and get through it, hallelujah, you will get through your storm. You just need somebody to come along and encourage you. You know, the devil will try to get you to isolate yourself, stay in your little room, stay in your little hole, stay in your little cave. But God wants you to come out of being around in the saints so you can hear a word that will lift you up. He wants you to be around Pastor Daniel. Oh, my goodness. That man is like, it's like, it's like the, like the kung fu hero in the movies. He just, he go, whoa, smack the enemy all around. Beat the snot out of the devil. Okay, I've seen him do it. And I've seen the people around him become devil slapping fools. We're some devil slapping fools in this church. If you're dealing with some devils, we will outdeal them. We have beat them up before and we'll beat them up again. We will help each other. That's why we're here. Come on. Twelve disciples in the boat. That learned, that became devil slapping fools. Okay. By hanging out with Jesus. And don't forget they was hanging out with each other too. I want you to know that God wants to give you power over your storm. As a matter of fact, I can tell you this for a fact. He's already given you power over your storm. And you got to walk it out. But God will not let you walk alone. And he might be quiet, and it might not seem that he's there. But I guarantee you he's on your boat. I guarantee you that because he promised, he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He's working all things together out for together for your good. If you would just hang out for a minute with Jesus, Jesus will get you through. 
I want you to know that people are only human. So mom and dad are going to fail you. Sister and brother are going to fail you. Auntie and uncle are going to fail you. But Jesus never fails. You know, I just got to tell you this. That regardless of what you're going through, ultimately you're going to win. All you got to do is stay with Jesus. Because you go to heaven screaming, fighting, and he's going to say, hey, calm down. Well done, my good and favor, my good and faithful servant. Enter you into his rest. You won't have to fight no more. I want you to know that there is no way that you can lose unless you quit. Because when you get there, after about 300 years in heaven, how do you think you're going to feel about the pain that you experienced down here? <laughs> you know, like, I always tell people, you know, remember when you stubbed your toe when you was little and you thought the whole world was coming to an end? <laughs> Mother! <laughs> and, you know, and you think about that pain now, you go, hey, there ain't that man. I probably was overreacting. Yeah, you know. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you go to heaven, after a just like being like, what? Well, I let that I let that person, that other person drive me crazy. No. I let, you know, I let my life be a living hell for too long over that mess and stuff. Even Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Jesus! We need a little bit more endurance. Hallelujah! Let's get through the storm. You're going to make it to the other side. And God is with you. He's going to help you. He's giving you his Holy Spirit so he can empower you in the storm. As a matter of fact, it's for the storm. Hallelujah. Hey, you don't need the power of God in the good times on the mountaintop. But when you're going through something, when you feel all alone, when you feel abandoned, it's just me and my problem. No. You need to recognize Jesus is with you. He sees you. He knows where you're at. Hallelujah. And when you call him, he will show up and help you. Hallelujah. He showed up for me. Hallelujah. Well, how long have I been closing to him? <laughs> I hope you got something out of the message tonight. I hope you encouraged. Now, I ain't done in a few minutes, as is my habit. I'm going to pray for whoever wants to be prayed for, but I'm going to dismiss service. But I'm going to dismiss it with a prayer and with a blessing because I want you to remember what I told you tonight because if you're not in a storm, you're going to come into one. I don't mean if you're in a storm, you're going to come out. Hallelujah. You're either in a storm coming out of a storm or going into a storm. But be of good cheer. Jesus already fought the storm for you. Hallelujah. And you're already going to win. And don't put anybody, I don't care what people say, man, they run their mouth all the time. And hey, that guy, you ain't going to never, and that guy, you ain't going to do that. You better listen to Jesus. He's the one that made you. He's the one that saved you. Don't listen to that uncircumcised Philistine it's, I'm just saying that's my suggestion to you hallelujah as a, as a man of God hallelujah that you listen to God not me don't even listen to yourself listen to him 
Hallelujah. Let me close this service tonight. And then I'm going to pray for people that's in trouble. You know, there was 12 disciples on that boat. Somebody should have helped somebody. Somebody should have said, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. He's here. He's with us. And I want you to know that because we've fought some battles and, and, and killed some devils, we can help you. That's why God put us together so that we can help each other. Hallelujah. Don't leave here the same way you came. Let me tell you, to get the victory, the first thing you got to do is receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can't win until you kick him in the you can't make it to the other side without him. But when you have him, there is no way possible that you're not going to reach your destination. I promise you this, that if you have Jesus, if you've asked him to come in your circumstance and situation and be your Lord and Savior, you're going to make it. You're going to live and not die. You're going over. You're not going over. You're not going around. You're not going under. You're going through. Because he'll walk alongside of you right in the midst of your trouble. Right before the, the biggest, greenest giant that you face. Hallelujah. And walk you through that valley till you get to the other side. Hallelujah. He won't avoid the problem. He'll make you stronger than the problem. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me tonight? I'm going to do two things. I'm going to ask those that don't have Jesus or maybe have stumbled in their faith and need Jesus back in their life again, need Jesus back on the boat to receive him as their Lord and Savior. And then I'm going to pray a blessing over this congregation and dismiss you. And then I'm going to pray for all those people that are in a storm. So first of all, if you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you want to rededicate your life to him, but you want him in your, in your boat. He's not in there. Hallelujah. You want to get him in your boat. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's the first step to deliverance. Raise your hand right now on the shame of Hallelujah before God and all these people. Anybody out there tonight want to receive Jesus for the first time or you want to rededicate your life to him tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else in here? I'm, hallelujah. Thank you for that hand. I want all of us to reaffirm our faith tonight in Jesus. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you tonight to forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me for all my mistakes. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Write my name in your book of life and make heaven my home. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me. In your precious name I pray. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all those that have received you tonight and rededicated their lives to you tonight, Lord. I pray that you would, from this day forth, Lord, reveal your power and your presence to them, Lord. And when we make mistakes, God. Remind them that they're never to run from you, but always to run to you. Just like I do, just like the rest of us do, we run to God to receive your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, your acceptance, 
your power, your love, and your salvation. Hallelujah. Pastor Daniel will be back here soon. Hallelujah. On Sunday, Brother John Bosman and his wife are coming to a very powerful prophetic voice in our country is coming to deliver the word on Sunday so bring everybody that you can it's going to be a great day I believe he'll be speaking in all our morning services all services on Sunday praise the Lord hallelujah let me bless you may the Lord bless you and keep you cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming.